Welcome to Magnum, she wrote. My name is Erin, and with me as always is... Erin! Yes, I'm with myself today, <laughs> speaking in different tones. <laughs> yep, that's it. That's how talented I am. You're... I can sound exactly like a man. <laughs> the The amount of effort you're putting into doing ventriloquism by yourself yes. is pretty, it's pretty I can impressive. throw my voice and have a conversation with myself. Yep. I mean, I normally do this inside my head anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now, <laughs> I'm having an actual conversation with myself that everyone else can hear as well. Isn't it lovely? It's called an illusion. Illusion. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. All right. Speaking of illusions, yes, we're off to kill the wizard, which IMDb, the wonderful wizard of Harry's House of Horrors, or whatever it was called. <laughs> IMDb actually like had a trivia that was like, "Oh, I'll read it. I have it right here." The title references the phrase, "We're off to see the wizard," a line from the, a song from The Wizard of Oz. No, and I'm like, you can keep your dumb trivia tears. I mean, like, you had to be under a that rock. That was obvious. Where like, that oh, my God, that's where they got her so brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the, yeah, you're right. The episode is called mm-hmm. We're Off to Kill the And Wizard. what is the Japanese translation? That is One Day at the Fun House, which in Japanese is... Haruhai Bikurao Sudei. <laughs> you just said something really racist. <laughs> and, uh, Move along, sir. <laughs> and uh, some notes that we got. This is from, of course, from our dear friend, Cam from Japan. Cam from Japan. He gives a little description. He says, one day, as in this one day I went to, opposed mm-hmm. to a unit of time. Right. Uh, so this one day at the fun house, right. we killed this wizard. Right. Uh, and that was fun. And he said, I suppose <laughs> you could say that day, but the implied meaning is slightly different. So it's one day at the fun house. For Auntie Jess's case files. <laughs> For Auntie Jess's case files. Mm-hmm. It originally aired on December 9th, 1984. The number one movie in America at the time was Beverly Hills Cop. Sure. And the number one song was Hall & Oates, You're out of touch. You're out of touch. Mm. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Okay, top this song, top movie. Top, and IMDb <laughs> describes the episode as, Jessica gets mixed up with a nasty scheme involving a theme park creator whilst visiting... <laughs> <laughs> they're sticking with it. Visiting relatives. Whilst. <laughs> whilst. Whilst. Shall we move along then? Let's let's retire that. And uh, another bit of trivia. Do you want to go ahead and? Uh, well, we're gonna get to it almost right away. Yeah. Well, uh, let, let's let's say it. Let's say it. Big 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 guests. Big star. names in this one. Big gets. Big gets. They got. Of uh, course, there were little babies at the time. Little Joaquin Phoenix. Little Leaf Phoenix. Yeah, he was still known as Leaf. Leaf Phoenix and his sister Summer Phoenix mm-hmm. play Jessica's. I guess it's not her nephews because. Well, no, because. It would be it's her, her niece's kids. <laughs> so what do you call that? Your, your great nieces? That. Your great nieces and nephews? Yeah, we need Tolkien to determine this lineage here. <laughs> is that here. a second? This <laughs> is mother on his mother side twice or me. I, 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 don't I, I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't either. I don't know. Strangers. It, I guess they're just called family and let's move along. <laughs> <laughs> she is in somewhere. She wants to go to Kansas City. I'm yes. not sure if she's actually in Missouri or... Or Kansas. I don't know or where she is. It, she's just somewhere middle America. Middle America. Fixing fixing her her 
whoever Lee Phoenix is to her, uh, his bike. Yes. Probably getting a new bike clip on there. He, yeah. She's like, if you want She to, knows all about bike clips. If you ever want to commit it's a well murder. It's well established. She knows all about bike clips. If you're ever going to use a bike in murder, make sure that clip works. <laughs> exactly. So she's got it upside down. She's just going to town on it. And while she's there, her niece... Oh, my gosh. I don't even think I got her niece's name the whole I time. Me neither. Her the entire niece. time. She's... She's it's not really there. Just, She's a plot right. device. And she is just a way to get her to yeah. be not in Cabot Cove, exactly. really. Exactly. And, and this is, of course, one of her legion of yes. nieces and nephews. Yes. And she's not quite as personable as Grady. Nope. You know? <laughs> she's just kind of there. She's talking to her niece about she's leaving. Mm-hmm. And she has a great line about being a guest. When right. she says, it's like Haley's comment. Seen and enjoyed seldom and briefly. Uh, I, I hear that I about agree. guests. I, I, agree. I agree. I agree, I agree completely. <laughs> Basically, her niece is like, you should stay, hang out with us for a mm-hmm. few days. And Jess is like, no, I got this lecture down in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I'm out tomorrow. Peace. Yeah. You know, see you later. As she's having this conversation, this man comes up. He looks kind of like Michael Ironside. <laughs> so I'm probably going to just refer to him as Michael Ironside okay. through okay. the whole thing. Um, because his name is Michael in the thing. He, he shows up. And he tells her that the horrible Horatio Baldwin, mm-hmm. character actor James Coco, mm-hmm. who you might know from The Muppets Take Manhattan. I might. <laughs> you might. And I but, might not. <laughs> probably not. He has a theme park opening up mm-hmm. called Horatio's House of Horror. Yes, and it's geared toward kids. Children. Yes. Little Little kids. Children. Little kids. And the opening number that he does in his theme park, we are going to discuss. Oh, uh, we're, we're going to be there We're, we're going to be there. And I've got words. <laughs> we're going to get into it. I've got words. So, <laughs> Michael Ironside, Bobo Michael Ironside, he says, this Horatio feller, mm-hmm. he's kind of like evil Disney. If yeah, that makes sense, because I think Disney wasn't a swell guy, really. No, no. But like evil-er, maybe? Evil-er. Um, yeah. Disney, he wants you to come down, see the park. It's mm-hmm. just open for guests and friends. Mm-hmm. Kind of like in Jaws 3. <laughs> 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 you know, just check it out. And so, that little scrappy Leaf Phoenix is like, ah, can we go? And she's like, yeah, I guess. Mm. You know, I guess we're gonna go. They show the park. Yes. And my immediate reaction, <laughs> before we even get into the main thing we're going to talk about here, mm-hmm. just looking at it, yeah. my initial thought was, would this place be fun? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think it would be fun. It looks you know like what? the waiting area at I a medieval think, times. I think it would be so much fun if you're like 22, 23 years old. You're so drunk. So and you're drunk. with tons of friends. Yeah. And you guys are just like cosplaying <laughs> but not cosplaying. on purpose you're not purposely cosplaying wait, wait, wait. Yeah, so you, you go in there kind of undrunk <laughs> how do you accidentally cosplay because once you're there you're like oh hey, my lord <laughs> i just got drunk and now i'm dressed like mega man i don't know that'd be fun <laughs> who knows how you got there nobody knows enjoy the ride <laughs> yeah it might be fun under those circumstances yes but you'd have to be with a lot of friends and they'd have to be really good friends right yeah. So in this like cheap looking medieval times <laughs> knockoff, freaking Horatio. Because it might be fun to watch a hanging if you're really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where we're getting to. So everybody's waiting around, and James Coco, horrible Horatio, yes. comes carted out. And he's like screaming at it, like, oh, "What I did, I did for the people!" Like, <laughs> like he's being like 
persecuted. Like he's right. Copernicus or <laughs> Galileo. <laughs> he's telling them truths about the universe. Right. And they're like, no, no, no. Hey, kids, you're in for a hanging. <laughs> Get ready, kids. You're about to see a real hanging. <laughs> you're going to see... A very lifelike representation of a hanging. Oh, but no, of, it gets of, better. Of it pers- gets better because then he makes it real. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he makes it real. But like, it, it gets even better yes. than better because <laughs> the reenactment of the hanging mm-hmm. is of a friar. <laughs> so, like, uh, now we've brought religion into this. Yeah. And this religious guy is screaming, I'm innocent, I'm innocent. <laughs> so it's like, hey, kids. Do you like persecution? <laughs> How do you feel about persecution? <laughs> do you like seeing people hanged for their religious beliefs? Well, get ready. Get ready. You're in for a treat. This is for you. <laughs> and then it's a small world starts playing. <laughs> but yeah, he's up there and he's screaming. And he's like, well, nobody help me. And, like, and then some weirdo. weirdo. Who has nothing to do with anything. Plays a flute or whatever and then <laughs> swings down and decides to help him. But in his help and earnest, he falls and hits the hanging switch and the friar gets hanged. Hanged. And the entire time they're like, call an ambulance, call an ambulance, yeah, they get break some help. The, they break the wall. Like, yeah. they're, like, they're like, hey, no. This audience, is a real hanging. Jimmy from Debut, yeah. you know, yeah. he's really dying here. Yeah, and there's kids, you know, busy and, like, wow, what's happening and it's here? it's all kids. <laughs> what's going on here? And, like, they're starting to get upset. Like, yeah. like little Summer Phoenix is like, yeah. Wait, why is he not moving? You know? <laughs> Because <laughs> it's a real hanging. And, and then, magically, two seconds later, because it is, like, no time at all, somehow he winds up four stories right, up. And I'm right. like, he's not even out of breath. Right. I'm like, that's either a and super he's fast not, elevator. And he's, he's a zoftig man. Or he can, like, <laughs> like, book it up those stairs. Because yes. then the friar, who is, you know, horrible ratio or whatever, yeah. comes up at the top and he's like, it was just a joke. Just kidding, everyone. It's I an didn't illusion. Act- I didn't actually die But isn't it great you. your kids saw real hanging <laughs> yeah. and are scarred for life? <laughs> isn't this charming? That's what this part's and, about. And everybody is just like, like he's, a, was it, the parapet? He's up on the parapet yeah. and everyone's down below like golf clapping like, oh, that's good. Oh, oh that, that was, that was brilliant. Excellent that was wonderful. Show. Wow, the, that little girl over there is going to have nightmares for the rest of her life. Fantastic. <laughs> This, this is great. This is just great. <laughs> you know, uh, Jess is like, no, no, no. Just little summer. She's like, it was it a was gag. Pretend. It was a pretend. It was a joke. And I was like, really? It was a joke? <laughs> Maybe I take my kids' uh, Maybe <laughs> viewing point, habits more serious. <laughs> Maybe I don't take them to your your <laughs> park of murder. <laughs> Because that's exactly what his park is, is a park of murder. It's his house of But yeah, horror. he gears it toward kids, even though this is gruesome. These are like original are, grim fairy tales gruesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like, these aren't Disney-fied make murders. Da- make her dance in uh, yeah. red-hot iron shoes or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is like nasty and stuff. And actually eat the witch you cook in the oven. Right. Kind yeah. of grim fairy tales. Mm, wow. this, yeah, yummy. <laughs> Gingerbread witch. It's excellent. <laughs> the secret. <laughs> the secret. Is murder. Murder really spices Spice. things up. Hey, it, it always tastes better when you work for it. <laughs> when you put the effort into the dish, it always oh, tastes better. God. This is the second episode that we're like, haha, cannibalism is funny. It is. It's so not. <laughs> Horatio takes Jess aside. He takes her down to like the Disney vaults or whatever that is. Yeah. You know how like Disney has like a whole city. Yeah, they do. Like, yeah. He's got this in his like piece of garbage medieval times and wherever the yeah. 
Springfield, Illinois, wherever they are. <laughs> he's giving her a tour. He's trying to schmooze her a bit. Mm-hmm. As they're going through this tour, we run into a man named... I don't know why. Nils Highlander. <laughs> and all the best name the ever. Time. And I was like, there can only be one. <laughs> Nils Highlander. <laughs> like, uh, oh my gosh. I wish I was the writer on that this episode. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And this guy's name is Nils Highlander. There can only be one. And Nils is... As he starts writing it. Nils is this like kind of character. He he does all like the safety precautions. He mm-hmm. takes care of all the safety permits in the park. And he's got some concerns yeah. with his murder park. Yes. Like he's like arcade. It's actually legit dangerous. <laughs> like, oh, by the way, you almost really died today. <laughs> yeah. So we should probably check out some of these things. And... Horatio, mm-hmm. true to his name, uh, is a horrible, a horrible is, human is being. a horrible human being, and just like yells at this man, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I don't care about your reputation. This is not the time to be talking about this." Mm-hmm. And so they continue down, and Jess says to Horatio, "She's like, are you trying to get me to like work with you? Yeah, are at you which, trying to offer me a job?" At which point, the poll quote from the episode oh, is. It- I, Do you want to say it? Uh, I think you should say it. I don't think people should hear it, maybe. Okay, I think we both wrote it down word for word because it was so disturbing. Let's see. Uh, let's see here. No, I didn't write it down word for word because uh. I knew you would. <laughs> so, <laughs> there you go. So here we go. He says. Okay, he, well, let's role play. Okay, role play. Okay. Role play. I'm you, Jess. You're Jessica. Okay. <laughs> and, I, and I'm horrible, Horatio. You're not trying to get me to work with you, are you? No, Jessica. Please permit me this seduction before you cry rape. What? <laughs> and at that point, Jess should have been running down yeah. the hall. What knocking. does that even mean? Uh, that's not oh, a... Oh, I just can't with this. <laughs> that's not a saying. No. No, it is not. <laughs> oh, it's right up there with like, two in the hand is worth three in the bush. <laughs> and the whole, don't cry... <laughs> don't cry rape right before I'm... you don't allow me to seduce you. And like, Let me seduce can... <laughs> you before you cry rape. Just so... You might be into might it be later. Into it. Like, I know you're not I into said, it now. <laughs> if I were to do it now, it'd be rape. But give me a minute. Give me a minute. And some wine and drugs. Hmm. And then. Let's see how you, you, let's let's see how see how you feel. feel. Let's see how you feel. So let, let's, let's let this play out. Once my sausage fingers are clawing <laughs> you. Oh, God. <laughs> it is really gross and a horrible way I to start be- off. I can't believe. If a man were to tell me that. While he's trying to offer me a job, right? I think I would have to scream and run. That's what I'm saying. And, and I would have my mace and my rape whistle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is alarms ringing in my head. Like who? Says who says that? that? There's something really wrong with this guy. Just really wrong, and obviously there is. He's he turns out to be right. a really nasty human right. being. Anyway. I mean, like I don't know. Is it the writer we have to thank for that line? Or is that something they heard somewhere? Like, I, I, I can't know. believe, like, you went to a dark place to write <laughs> yeah, that line, my Yeah, dude. seriously. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, like, you're like, oh, we want to make him sound like a real creep. Oh, I got the perfect thing. Yeah. Please permit me the seduction before you cry rape. That's so gross. Wow. So gross. Over the top disgusting. <laughs> Be- <laughs> for whatever reason, Jess is like, yeah, okay, I'll hear yeah, you Yeah, okay, I'll hear you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think because that was such an intimidating statement. Right. That is kind of, you almost do feel forced to give him that seduction because you I, don't want to be like, <laughs> lambasted. This is what I think. At that moment. Because Jessica comes up with a line later on 
where she's the gun is pulled on her. Yeah. And she says, I'm not coming because you have a gun on me. Yeah. I'm coming because my curiosity. My curiosity. Is peaked. I think that line may have shocked her to be like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard this before. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe I will listen to what you have to say, weirdo. So she well, goes, and they are surrounded by people. Yeah. Until I mean, he gets her into a locked room. He Matt Lowers her. Oh my God, it is terrifying. <laughs> he. Well, 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 let's go back. Okay. okay. So they go into the office and we meet Lori Bascom, yes. who is actress Kim Darby. Yeah, who is who, in True Grit. Who knows, she's great in True she's Grit. She's great in True Grit. Yeah. Um, he's Horatio's secretary. Mm-hmm. She loves J.B. Fletcher. She mm-hmm. happens to have the corpse dances at midnight. Because, of course, you're keeping that book out as J.B. Fletcher walks in. Oh, oh I didn't know I didn't, you were going to be I here. I didn't know so. you were coming. I mean, I was, the one, I was the one who made the phone call yeah. to make sure you were here today, but... Look, I just happened to I just happened to have my book. And um, <laughs> and Jess comes and goes up to Lori and says, Would you like me to sign this? And I was like, I was just like, it would be so funny. She's like, no, Who are that's you? Okay. No, I would I would <laughs> thought it would be hilarious if she was like, and and who are you? And who are you? No, I wanted her to be like, No, that's okay. <laughs> and like where I that's such a baller move. <laughs> if an author ever was like, Oh, let me sign your book, and you're like, No, that's cool. No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> no, Neil Gaiman. I don't I don't need you. No, please keep that. Oh, you ruined it. (laughs) It was a first edition, and now it's been signed, and the page is crankled. They rip the page out, and he's like, keep that Stephen King. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, uh, Horatio tries to be like, no, 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 let's sign this out. Uh, let, let's do that later. I got I got things to do. Yeah, you've got to be with me in my office for and, negotiations. And, and Jess does the power play. She's yeah. like, no, I'm talking to Lori right now. Exactly. We're doing this, and she gives Lori. Well, it's Lori. not even a power play. It's a, nobody tells me what to do. Well, yeah, I know. I'm not your employee. Well, I feel like You can't push play. me around. Yeah, like, Jess isn't having any of his I don't ass. even want to be here in the first place, so don't you dare pull that kind of crap with me. Just briefly, we we kind of cut to some other characters. Mm-hmm. There's Arnold, the dweeby accountant, mm-hmm. and there's this guy named Phil who was promised he would become a vice president mm-hmm. of the park. And right. Arnold says like, "Oh yeah, I was offered the same position a few years ago. Yeah, never, nothing ever came from it. Blah blah blah. Yeah, that's covered. So, but basically, there's some shady stuff going well, on. What we that know scene. is like. Her you know whole, these guys are being like blackmailed or something to to be loyal to him. Yeah, like, even though they hate Horatio. every everybody hate we're, we're everybody in, hates Horatio. Which, if you know this show, you know where this is going. Everybody <laughs> hates Horatio. Horatio takes Angela Lansbury and why did I call her? Why did I use her real name? I don't that's know. Weird. That's weird, honey. That's weird. That's weird. He takes Jess into his mm-hmm. office and he says, "Hey, I want to open up a new park. Yeah, it's going to be called." J.B. Fletcher's Mansion of Murder and Mayhem. And that... That sounds great. Sounds fantastic. Yeah, I was like, I would go. And he's like, but no, it's only for little kids. Yeah! And what, what do you mean, murders for little kids? Yeah, I I was cool with that. Because yeah. I was a little kid watching all of these shows. But it wasn't supposed to be for me. Yeah. I wasn't supposed to be watching these things. <laughs> no. No, no, <laughs> You no, don't no. want your kids watching this you stuff. You don't want people to grow up to be like you, uh, For Aaron. sure. You specifically. For sure. Yeah, I'm, lo- I'm looking right in your eyes right now. <laughs> you. you do not want something like me <laughs> as your kid. <laughs> Jess has a pretty good line here where she says, because he's making the excuse, like, you write about mm-hmm. murder, you you know, like, what makes you so much better than me? And she says, I write for people who read. 
you arrange <laughs> blood baths for tots. Yeah. And that's like that's harsh. That was pretty pretty cool. Yeah. I really like yeah. that. Because I agree. It's yeah, she, this is unbelievably gory. This isn't a, a Halloween fun house for kids. And, and her point is, this is I'm like writing, over I'm, the top. I'm writing for adults who know the difference between fiction and fantasy. Mm-hmm. My Niece, niece, <laughs> my, my, my niece, niece. Mm. <laughs> we'll call so, it the niece, niece. Uh, yeah, that my niece, niece was really freaked out by your little hanging mm-hmm. earlier. We don't need to like tie my name to something like that. That's just gonna scar yeah. kids. So that's when he Matt Lowers her because she's like about to get yeah, out. Yeah, because she's there. like, and we're done here. Goodbye. Yeah, and he bolts the door so she cannot leave. Yeah, and like, and he goes, I'm not accustomed to being refused. Yeah, and he's like, I can make a devastating enemy. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I'm not trying to drag his name to, well, <laughs> this guy. <gasps> oh. Oh. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. <laughs> Matt Lauer saw this mm-hmm. and was like. That's who I want to be. That's who I want to be. <laughs> that's the guy who who, whose epithet is horrible. Yeah. That's who I'm going to model me on. Yeah. I'm going to bolt these doors so women can't, can't get leave. out. I, I bet you he's the type of person who would be like, allow me the seduction before Ugh. you cry rape. Ugh. I mean, like crazy. Anyway. There's like vomit in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is dark stuff. Yeah. So she leaves because she threatens him back. She's like. My mm-hmm. niece's husband is a cop. I have no problem telling him that you were forcefully detaining me. Yes, and I will bring you up on charges. So, and I think it's the first time that, A, he doesn't really... have power over her because right. he doesn't have any, like, dirt on her right. or anything. And so he's just like, wow, there's absolutely nothing I can do right here. So I so guess I have to let to her go. out. But he's like, but keep in mind, this isn't over. And then he picks up the phone and calls his blackmailer. And it, he's like, get some dirt on J.B. Fletcher, <laughs> which I wanted to laugh at because I'm like, what kind of dirt are you going to find? <laughs> well, even her niece says later because like it's Irsat's, uh Michael Ironside who's supposed to dig yeah. up this this dirt. Yeah. And even her niece is like, what, are they going to look at the Pope next? Yeah. You can probably look at the Pope. You can probably look at the But Pope not Jessica but Fletcher. Like, but this yeah. was the 80s and it was an innocent time and we thought the Pope was like Exactly. Cool Godsend. Later on, we're at the same building. We're outside of mm-hmm. his office, and we hear a gunshot. Mm-hmm. It's darkened. Lori is gone. Mm-hmm. The door is bolted, yep. as it is apparently. As Andy. it was very well demonstrated to yeah, Jessica as we were, earlier. As it was demonstrated. Mm-hmm. They make a phone call mm-hmm. to Phil, the guy who wants to be a VP. Mm-hmm. And Phil says, break down the door. Get in there. Get right. an axe. Break down. They break down the door, and... Mm-hmm. Horatio uh, is dead. Is he, dead. He's got a gunshot a... wound in his head, and he's slumped over his desk, but nobody else is in the room, so it seems. What I love about this is one of the security guards gets a name named Ned, mm-hmm. and <laughs> they rush in, and they're like, do you think he's dead? Yeah, and there's like this huge, <laughs> blood. gushing, bloody <laughs> wound coming like, out of his head. Like, still yeah. hemorrhaging out yeah. of his head. <laughs> And there's a gun, and they even say, like, they could smell the gunpowder in the air. And it's like, do you think he's dead? Do you think he's dead? I think he's (laughs) probably, yes, dead. So (laughs) we go back to her niece's house where we meet the biggest dweeby detective we have met so far named Bert. I recognize him from Father Dowling Mysteries. He was a helpful priest at the time in that show. Oh, okay. Who also helped Father Dowling solve crimes. Well, he is slightly less 
enthusiastic of helping people in this one. They get well, he wasn't call. really helpful in Father Dowling either, as I recall. He was just kind of there. He does, and sometimes he would be like, here, let me do some expo for you. Right. He, he does look like he might be typecast as like the ineffectual sidekick. <laughs> because who actually helped father dowling was the nun and i don't remember her name but she was great i loved her so anyway so so bert dweeby dad father dowling Mm -hmm. mysteries guy he gets a phone call and his wife goes and picks up the phone she's like oh it's the office there's been a murder and he's like oh man (laughs) i know it's saturday Saturday night (laughs) i was gonna watch some snl I'm not supposed to solve murders on the weekend. He calls up Ned Beatty and he's like, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, they got to get together. Why do we have to solve crimes on our days off? We keep banking hours. It's like these detectives do not want to do their job. On any of these shows, they're like, God, why don't you do it yourself? <laughs> right. Solve your own murder mystery. And what's weird is, I, I actually, at that point, they're still calling it a suicide. Yeah. And, like, the actor had the weirdest smile while he was... <laughs> He was telling his small children, who, like, idolize this, like, Disney character. Yeah. Like, he was murdered tonight. And he's, like, about <laughs> no, no. to look. He committed suicide. Oh, yeah. He committed suicide. He's, like, getting, like, all titillated by it. <laughs> like, I'm, like, whoa. Um, and Jess is, like, no, no, no. I met that dude. He would not he's kill not himself. He's not going to kill himself. No. He was not a battling depression or any other sort of demons like that. Right. No, no, no. He wanted to hurt people, yeah, <laughs> not himself. Yeah. So the, the whoever his boss, the captain or whatever, mm-hmm. tells Dweeby Dad like, "Oh, and, and while you're at it, bring Jess down here." And really, like Dweeby Dad has nothing to do with anything. No. Like, like, Jess is like, "Well, why do you want me? It's a suicide." Yeah. Turns out it was not a suicide. I don't know why they decided to lie to Detective Burt. <laughs> <laughs> because they don't trust him. Because he's the ineffectual sidekick. He doesn't know what he's doing. He complains about having to go into... I mean, like, I would say, not scientifically, okay. but I would bet most murders mm-hmm. happen on the weekend. <laughs> you know what? Probably. You know, because that's when people are out drinking and they're right. out doing stuff. Like, I bet most of the... So I bet you as, a, like, a detective, you're pro- it's probably one of your You're probably working days. the weekends. Yeah, you're probably working yeah, the weekends. Yeah, you probably have Mondays or Tuesdays off. But do we be Bert? He's not into it. No. So it's like a perfect locked door mystery. The captain is telling her almost right off the bat, no, 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 we lied to Bert. (laughs) (laughs) We lied to Bert. We don't trust him. It's a murder. But we we don't know how it was done. So, Jess, you got any great ideas? Yeah. First, he he does a recap of everything we've seen up until this point. Yes. Like, literally, like, from, like, Mm -hmm. minute one, like, takes us right back up. So I'm like, well, someone's padding out this episode. (laughs) Then he, he literally says to her, well... We wanted your expertise because you're a writer. Yeah. <laughs> like, these people are... You come up with impossible are... murders that are possible. Yeah. These... So, let's hear your insight. These people are drowning. <laughs> these detectives are terrible. Like, <laughs> it's like, I've never heard of, like, I would love to hear, like, one case, like, mm-hmm. one real case where, like, Stephen King was, like, called in. Like, like <laughs> you make the abnormal normal, man. I'm <laughs> we're fairly that. certain this is werewolves. <laughs> this is, this is, our first guess is lycanthropy. <laughs> but the we'd like you to take full. a look at the facts. We got some dog hair here. <laughs> and Stephen King's like, he's like, Dude, no, this, this is was fiction. Like, this was like a knife, guys. <laughs> <laughs> But it was a full moon when it happened. And there's dog hair everywhere. <laughs> yeah, the guy owned a dog. <laughs> Get to work, guys. 
<laughs> we find out also that Lori is missing. Yes. Uh, true grit. Uh, true, true grit. True grit. True grit. We'll call it true grit. Yeah. True grit's missing. Jess is like, yeah, you know, I'll, 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 uh, I'll solve your murder for you, whatever. <laughs> no, no, she goes, no, I, I have no idea. Oh, no, she has. Yeah, she's, she's like, 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 I, I haven't got a, got a clue. Go. I got a lecture to go to. I've, yeah, I got to go, so bye. And then when she gets back from the lecture... Then she's into it. Then she reads a newspaper because they think that the suspect is Lori. That's not quite right. But, okay. but that does is happen. Is my timeline off? Your timeline's off, but okay. you have the right idea. Yeah, they find out that I've she's always like, got the right idea. But first, before she goes to the airport, she mm-hmm. goes to the theme park. So she's like, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna investigate this, but I'm kind of waiting for my plane to take off. So yeah. I think I might just poke around for a little bit. Oh, actually, she delays her plane specifically. She delays she her plane, yeah, because she saw in the newspaper that they think their suspect is Lori, and she's right. like, "This can't possibly be right." So she meets Highlander and mm-hmm. Phil, mm-hmm. Uh, fixing this huge, creepy head, uh, <laughs> Horatio, that's in this like. Stupid theme park. This thing is so cheap. Oh, so cheap. And, uh, you definitely go when you're friends in college when you're drunk because then you're going to have fun. Yeah, I think that's the only time yeah. that you can. And take There's really like dumb a small window of your life where that place Really would be. small window when it's fun. And it's only like in mockery of it. Only. <laughs> While they're having their conversation, a call comes through. Mm-hmm. And Nils is like, that's for me. I have all my calls forwarded here. And like, you can tell the weight this episode puts on that. Like, call forwarding must have been, like, <laughs> brand spanking new. It must have been, because they thought it was just the There's almost, thing. like, a, meet, a, a moment where, like, everyone, like, slowly turns to the camera and, and like, goes, call forwarding. Call forwarding. It's magic. Because he explains what it is. He's like, if I'm not in my office, I can have all my yeah. phone calls routed to this phone over here. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> so she's stuck with, like, Phil. And, like, I want to give Phil, like, more of, like, a character, but yeah. he really doesn't have much of a character. Like, I'm, I'm struggling to, like, I, like, no, normally we can give people, like, funny nicknames or, right. like, something. I, no, he's, he's just Phil. He's just, like, a cipher. He's just Phil. He's just Phil. Phil who wanted to be VP. And every single line he has is, it couldn't possibly have been murder because the door was bolted on the inside. Yeah, he's, he's like. Every single time he talks about this. That is his line. Yeah. Every single time. And he also says, she says, you know, do you know anyone who would want him dead? Yeah. And he's like, everybody. Everybody. The guy who sells pretzels. The stino pool. The guy who sells <laughs> the giant turkey legs. Yeah. Everybody wanted this guy dead. His wife wanted him dead, but everybody wants him dead. I think it's so funny because, like, she's, like, listening to all this. with It's, like, bemused. She pre- is hilarious about it. by this. Yeah, she thinks it's just the funniest thing she's His ever corpse isn't even cold yet. And everyone on these shows just laugh and make jokes. He yeah, calls him a sewer yeah, rat. Yeah, and then he's like, but, hey, if you do find that, that there's a killer, why don't you thank the guy for me? Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, whoa, that is cold blood. That's cold blood. blooded. Check it and see. <laughs> no. You don't get to sink Foreigner. <laughs> <laughs> foreigner belongs to me. <laughs> what, I, what I love about that moment right there, I'm going to call attention to this, uh, just because I'm going to leave it in. Okay. Is that there really was a legit awkward moment where you just stared at me. <laughs> and then there was no, there was no like, good job, honey. Like, there was nothing. It was just like, you're terrible. You're the worst <laughs> person ever. So anyway. Um, so Jess is like, well, peace out. I got this lecture to go mm-hmm. to. I can't even imagine trying to like do a lecture with all this stuff going on. No, me either. Especially, How does she focus? 
Yeah, how do you focus? Like, I, I mean, guess she's really good at compartmentalizing. I, I guess she must be. But she uh, she gets to the airport. We meet this, like, sky captain. He's, like, helping her to her, to her plane. In the world of tomorrow? <laughs> wow, good pull. Yeah! <laughs> nice. Um, he's trying to, like, usher her to his plane. Like, no, 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 your plane's not leaving from this gate. Mm-hmm. Your plane's leaving from this gate. Ursat's Michael Ironside comes up, and he's like, no, 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 you're coming with us. She's like, no, I'm not. He pulls out a gun, and she's like, I guess I am. <laughs> <laughs> But that is where she says, I'm not going because you have a gun. I'm going because I, I just want to see where this is going. I want to see where this is going. And enter Erica Baldwin. She is the coolest looking woman I've ever seen. She is the coolest person ever. I don't so know who cool. the actress is. I'm even going to look her up in IMDb. Yeah. Hands down, watch this episode for Erica Baldwin. <laughs> She's like the coolest. She's super cool. <laughs> I'm like, we're both like crushing on her heart. Yeah. <laughs> Erica. Yeah. Erica, beautiful Erica. Mm-hmm. She is Horatio's wife. Yes. He is also her fourth husband. Who has also died. <laughs> and all of her husbands have died under mysterious but circumstances. Yet, but yet nobody suspects her. Nobody is even nobody questioning susp- her. Nobody suspects her. Like, not even, like, she's never She's once... clearly a black widow because she wears the same exact mourning dress. She makes a joke about it. Yeah. She's like, yeah, it's going to get wore out with all the yeah. murdered, I mean... Dead husband. Dead like, she's clearly a serial killer. She she was she tells us she was a one time showgirl. Yeah. But horrible Horatio mm-hmm. had chosen to live a celibate life. Yeah. And, she, and she's upset about it. Like, I would be stoked. I didn't have I'm to like, have oh sex with that horrible man. Oh my god! You don't want to have sex with me? Thank God. <laughs> Thank God for that. Because he's a horrible human being. It has nothing to do with looks. It has everything to do with his personality. It's a little to do with looks. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, I mean, like... If you're shallow, sure. Sure. But, like, his personality is so awful. Well, and then you... I was like, also why wondering... would you even want to touch that thing? And then my question is, I'm like, I don't know, like... Maybe if he got laid, he'd lighten up a bit. I don't I mean, like, like so. thank God for her that she doesn't have to, like... <laughs> do that. Thank God for her. Although her alternate turns out to be Ersatz Michael Ironside, which isn't a lot better. Oh, I'm sorry. They look exactly the same. They look... I thought they were the same guy in the beginning. Right. I think the Michael Ironside guy is probably a character actor you've probably seen. Yeah, I've seen him I've definitely seen him before. Yeah. But... They have a similar look. Yeah. They both have like a receding hairline. So that's exactly what she's horrible, attracted to. Horrible Horatio is a little bit mm-hmm. more overweight. But... You know, all you have to do is gain 100 pounds and start balding, and you would be her type. <laughs> hey. 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 <laughs> there you go. Thanks, hon. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for that tip. Yeah, boom. Boom. <laughs> so she wants Jessica. Mm-hmm. To prove that it was murder. That way she can get Get a life insurance policy. Because, you know, if a guy dies, got to get his money. Yeah, and she's like, all his holdings are kind of tied up. Mm -hmm. uh, But he just took out a $2 million life insurance policy. And she's not a suspect. I'm just saying. I know. He (laughs) just did it like... He just did it like three days ago. <laughs> made it out exclusively for me for all $2 million. All of my previous husbands have died under mysterious, mysterious circumstances. circumstances. I've gotten all of their money, too. And, and stupid dweeby detective and the captain are like, we're, we're stumped on this We're one. stumped on this. <laughs> I don't even know. Hey, author lady, can you, can you help us out here? Okay. Although I'm a, maybe we should have sleep. Maybe it was werewolf. 
She's looking, yeah, right. She's looking like a great suspect, but for some odd reason, they don't think she's. The show doesn't do even this. like the no. show doesn't even explore no. that possible. No. And even Jessica, who's usually quite sharp, isn't yeah. even like, well, that gives you yeah. quite a good motive to kill him. Yeah. And it seems to be like your mo. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'll find out. But here. yeah, she offers Jessica Fletcher a hundred thousand dollars to prove it was murder. Yes, and Jess kind of poo poo's it, like, I don't need your money. Yeah, and I'm gonna, uh, you know. I'm a warrior for justice anyway. Yeah, I'm a, so. I'm, I'm a warrior for justice. I just yeah. want the truth. Yeah, I'm a truth warrior. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Highlander versus the truth warrior. I would watch that. I thought it sounds like fantastic. Let's start writing it. <laughs> she returns back to her niece's house, mm-hmm. and Lori's there, and she says, does she say that maybe she did murder him? Does she think that maybe she murdered him? Yes, yeah. She actually says, I killed him because they got into an argument. And she thinks she upset him so much that he killed himself. That's not murder. No. (laughs) And secondly, sweetheart, don't give yourself so much credit. credit, You know, yeah. She was like, I quit my job as being a secretary and it upset him so much that he decided to, like, start yelling and hitting me and blackmailing me and saying I would never work again. And it's my fault he's dead because it hurt him so much. (laughs) <laughs> what is wrong with you? I mean, that's 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 the ah yeah yeah yeah. So what we find out is that Horatio has been blackmailing pretty much his entire everybody, staff. everybody, the, the pretzel guy, <laughs> the turkey guy. He has dirt on everybody. everybody, and that's how he keeps them all in line. In line, and. He can pay them for cheap and can't promote them. and Right. Because he's got them under his thumb. He can do whatever he wants. He can do whatever he wants. So Jess is yeah. like, we need to get back in that he office. He owns them. We need to get back in that office. we got to find all the dirt. Mm-hmm. we got to find the dirt. And so they go in there and they find a thermostat on his desk, which he deduces correctly that, like, mm-hmm. that's a weird clue. That's, like, um, something in a video game I would never figure out. Yeah, that's definitely a Monkey Island clue. That's a Monkey Island. Guy, <laughs> yeah. Guy Brush Threepwood needs to figure this yes. thing out. Yes, She's and like, he would. And he would use, like, some, <laughs> a peg leg, Pete peg leg, <laughs> yeah. He'd be like, and a seagull, and a pair of underwear to find this cache. Yeah. Hey, look, a match. Don't play with matches, right? <laughs> anyway, here's a thermostat. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she flicks the match. Definitely she puts it next Island. to the thermostat. That opens up the desk, mm-hmm. like the top of it, and it is empty. It is a Geraldo with Al Capone's vault situation yes. where there's nothing there. And that's when Phil comes in again. God, I, he's such a cipher. I want to call him something, and I can't <laughs> even think of anything. He's, he's just, just Phil. I'm like... He's just Phil. Jerky Phil. 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 He's just Phil. He's just Phil. He's, he's the worst. Phil. He doesn't fill himself he's with character. He's not even a Philip. He's not even a Philip. Phil. And he's not even Phil in the episode. He's like Mr. Cassandro or something. Seriously? His name isn't even Phil? <laughs> no. I thought name, his name was Phil. No, it is Phil. But oh, okay. It's like Phil, they, but they never call him that for some reason. That's what I ended up calling him. That's the closest. When your first name is your nickname, that's how lame you are. Wait. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he comes in and he's like, yeah, of course, you know, you didn't find anything because all... Fairy tale, duh. He totally she could have possibly be murdered because the door was bolted. I'm protesting a lot. I'm going to go now. I'm going to go get a Twix. Anybody want a Twix? I'm going to go get a Twix. It was totally suicide. See you later, guys. <laughs> so, I mean, we got some really, like, yeah. incriminating people here. <laughs> like, yeah, we do. So they're like, okay, 
cool. Let's go to the airport. Mm-hmm. And we see Arnold at the airport. And, like, I'm saying Arnold like anyone knows who I'm talking about. He's just... His Arnold. Arnold's the bookkeeper. Arnold... Oh, right, that guy who, who really doesn't have anything to do yeah, with exactly. anything. Exactly, like... Okay. I, well, we can talk about it at the end, but, like, yeah, he's just kind of there. He goes to the... He's trying to flee the country. He's trying to flee the country mm-hmm. with, like, uh, 100K? Yeah, 110,000. Okay. Like, they've already put up, like, notices at the airport to, like, be on the lookout mm-hmm. for him. Because they think he's the blackmailer. Because they think he's the blackmailer. I guess he's kind of disappeared. Mm-hmm. So, the, the lady uh, with United Airlines yeah. or whatever, she, like, flips the switch, makes a van drive in the parking wow, lot. Wow, you were spending an awful lot of time on this guy who's worth maybe 10 seconds. He's not even worth <laughs> He goes running. He trips in the parking lot. They find him. They're like, you were embezzling. He's like, no, I wasn't embezzling. I don't really understand how he wasn't embezzling. He said Wanda stole it, who is not a character in the store. No. In the, in the movie. I think maybe. what happened store, was... Store is a store than movie. I, I'm not wrong. Sh- I don't know what happened. Okay, okay, so Wanda stole the money, and then when Horatio was killed, Arnold took that moment to take that money that was stolen. But he's like, I didn't steal it, I earned it. And then leave, because he was like, I've earned this. I've put up up with his crap, so he owes me. But that's not embezzling. (laughs) That's that's just plain old Wanda embezzled. Wanda embezzled. I just just found this money. (laughs) Oh, and it also has all the files in it, and it has the big. It has black, all the blackmailing uh, files. Blackmailing list, and they're they're kind of flipping through it, and they're kind of like, "This is boring." Like, yeah, like uh, stupid fi- blackmail. Turns out, like Phil dodged the draft. Uh we'll get to that later. Okay. Because oh, that cool. wasn't his blackmail. Oh, okay. Put a pin in that. Put a pin in that. Okay. And they see that one person, though, mm-hmm. suspiciously, is not on the blackmail list mm-hmm. because you don't want to, and that is. Michael Ironside. Yeah, the blackmailer who's also banging Horatio's wife. Yes. He looks like a good suspect. He's looking like a pretty good suspect yeah. because, like, you know, she's wealthy, get yeah. the husband mm-hmm. out of the way. Mm-hmm. So we cut to him at his, like, little apartment, his little condo. Yeah. It's about... He gets lured outside and pushed over the cat, edge. By a cat. By the... Yeah, he thought the cat had gotten, like, trapped on his balcony. Yeah, and he gets out there, yeah. and there's a tape recorder on his deck or his uh, yeah, patio. His balcony. And he's like, what's this? Balcony. And <laughs> friggin' a ninja basically <laughs> drops down. Comes out of the How shadows and pushes him off. He was already on the de- on the balcony, so... How did he get on into the balcony? I'm thinking... Did he climb like Spider-Man? I'm thinking, here's what happened. A few hours earlier, and this is a, a long con. This guy is like oh, hardcore he's been assassin. There like all he's day. an assassin. He snuck into the apartment brought and he broke in, boy. brought his Game Boy, put the <laughs> 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 he put the tape recorder down and waited and hid behind that tree all in black. Right. Because he's really good at pretending not to be there. Oh yeah. He wills so, himself to disappear into the shadows. Like and and he does. And he would make an excellent assassin. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He and so then when Michael Iron, Iron Well, watch your pronouns. Out. You pretty much told us who it is. Oh, but come yeah. on. Like, okay, go ahead. <laughs> so he pushes him over the edge and that guy's dead. Yeah, he throws him off. So now it looks like another suicide though, really. Yeah, because they can't prove it was they're, murder. They're like, I mean, it could have been murder. It could have been just a suicide. Yeah, it we, could be something in the know. water. I don't know. We don't know. It's a pretty strong coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jess goes to the crime scene. She's just hanging out in the crime scene. She's like, Yeah, she's just sitting there. She's sitting there, twiddling her thumbs, mm-hmm. leaning against the desk. Bert calls the crime scene. Mm-hmm. And Ned, the security guard from earlier, he answers the phone. Jess talks to Bert for a minute. When she's hanging up the phone, like they have like 
this is essentially a phone system mystery. It's like the Avaya <laughs> mysteries or the Mitel mysteries. Like she notices that it's a multi-line phone, mm-hmm. but like the lights weren't lighting up yeah. on it. She and Ned go through a whole thing like, hey, if you call here, it will call will roll over to this line, but the phone didn't ring. Right. So the phone isn't ringing in Horatio's office when it should be. Is really what the bottom. You know how you should commit a murder now? With Use really old phones. Yeah. Just smash it over their head. <laughs> <laughs> but no, if you use a really old phone now, you have newer, younger detectives because right. the older ones have and retired. And they would have no idea. And they would have no idea how this would work. I kept all my information on a floppy disk. Yeah, they, they would not know how. 300 of them. <laughs> they would have no idea how to access this stuff. I, I mean, zip drive. This is a... how you do it. You do it old school. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, okay. Okay, wait, wait. So we're going we're gonna to have a movie. Yeah. And, and the, the tagline is, we're doing it old school. Yeah, yeah, And it's yeah. like older actors. Yeah. People like Ryan Reynolds. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Keanu Reeves. <laughs> no, uh, but, but no, it's great. Yeah, yeah. I can't call it old school because there's also there's a movie, but I like keeping it. Let's keep it old school. Yeah, yeah. And it's like they just do everything like analog. Yeah, because the newer detectives would have no, no idea. idea how to solve this. They wouldn't even think to look to see if the multi-line phone was um, lining up. Yeah. Unless they worked for the IRS because those suckers live in the 80s. Yeah. We have to fax them information. <laughs> Who uses a fax or snail mail? We can't just email them. I'm paying attention to everything you're saying, yeah. but I'm also writing this movie in my head at oh the same gosh. time. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, so long as it's not the IRS because they live in the 80s. <laughs> they, they haven't progressed with the time. Ned comes out of the office and she's like, oh, well, by the way. I've solved the murder. <laughs> <laughs> she calls Phil. Mm-hmm. Phil? Fre- freaking Phil. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know who Phil was. Yeah. That's how, <laughs> that's how, like, nothing. That's how such a great assassin he is. And, yeah, I blew it. Oh, uh, spoilers. Everyone just turned it off. They're like, I don't need anymore. <laughs> She's the worst. She's always spoiling these episodes by <laughs> telling me who the murderer is going to be. She's so terrible. This is like 35-year-old <laughs> show. She keeps spoiling it. <laughs> God, he spoils everything. So she calls Phil up, and she's like, hey, we found out mm-hmm. there's microfilm <laughs> of the files. And I know where it is. It's in the, the giant, stupid head of horror. Yeah. Like the ride that keeps breaking down, that's where he hit it. Mm-hmm. Well, so me, meet me there. I, but I'm across town. It's going to take me like. Forever. Why would she call him to meet her there? Like, if he wasn't, like, the killer or whatever. We don't even know okay, who Phil so, is. And, like, so she's, like, this. having, like... You're yeah. being called to be like, hey, I found the blackmailed microfilm. Yeah. I know where it is. Meet me here at in this location dark. in 40 minutes. <laughs> I'd be like, what is going on here? What's happening? Yes. I'm not meeting you. And, and I don't know what you want from here. <laughs> and instead, he's it. like, absolutely, I'll meet you there. Yeah. So, they... <laughs> so, they... So he goes. So he goes directly there, mm-hmm. of course. Again, this is another thing that's happened twice now on Murder She Wrote. Mm-hmm. He gets into this ride. Mm-hmm. It's like ten o'clock at night. Yeah. And there's dry ice everywhere. Everywhere. It's like the like. Their budget that's is gotta, spent like, cost, on dry ice. That's gotta cost money. The park is closed, guys. Yeah, you don't need dry ice everywhere. You don't. So he's like creeping through this like dry ice. He opens up the giant head. He finds a little. 
I don't even know. What I don't. I don't know. Like film see, strips. Or see, we, that's how these old school people are going to fool guess, us. I'd be I like, guess it was microfilm. It, I don't know. Well, it turns out it's like just regular film because she says it's like photos oh, yeah. of her trip to Spain or yeah. something. So he doesn't even know what microfilm looks Nobody like. Nobody knows what microfilm <laughs> is. Nobody knows. It doesn't even really exist. I think it just exists in movies and TV shows. Because don't they always look for microfilm in like libraries? That's microfiche, I believe. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's when they like. See, I don't even know who does this anymore. But he's like, aha, here's the microfilm. (laughs) (laughs) That's when Jess shows up and she confronts him. He's like, how how did you you get across town so fast? You said it would be 40 minutes. She's like, it's called forwarding. Called forwarding. (laughs) But I don't have to tell you about called forwarding. Well, do what, do, what do you what do you mean by that? <laughs> so confused. What do you mean by that? I dialed a little thing called four one one for information <laughs> yeah. on murder. <laughs> nice. I star sixty nine. I don't even think they had four one one back in the eighties. It's all rotary phones. So I don't know. Well, no, it wasn't rotary phones. But a lot of people still had rotary phones. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think that works. <laughs> so. So what we find out mm-hmm. is that Phil planted the blackmail stuff on Arnold, the bookkeeper. Yeah, and then she's like, "Yeah, you murdered Stupid Ironside and Horatio. Yep. And he's like, I've already killed twice, and so what do we know? So he pulls out a gun. Murder is a slippery slope to being a serial killer. Slippery slope, guys. Slippery slope. You kill once, you just gotta kill some more. Yeah, I gotta have my murder. According to these old shows. <laughs> you can't stop. You can't stop killing once you start. <laughs> it's just like, that was a real rush. What <laughs> <laughs> does their life drain <laughs> from their body? I, I don't... Uh, I don't understand this concept. I really don't. And we're, and we're getting into a point where, like, we're going to find out, like, probably nobody needed to be murdered at all. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> so, he shoots Jess. Yeah. And she dies at the end of the show. Yeah. And that's how it ends. I mean, it was it was horrifying to just it, watch her go it, out we'll like just that. Watch her go during out during like her that. exposition dump of her just catching yeah, him and red-handed. Yeah, the, the other yeah. next like ten seasons are all like prequels. Well, the next ten seasons are a different actress completely. <laughs> completely. <laughs> it's it's Lori Boschkom. She takes over <laughs> she as being more, the detective. Yeah, because she was a writer. So she follows in Jessica's uh, footsteps. J.K. Turns out. <laughs> turns that out. Nils it was a Highlander mirror. It was all an illusion. Yeah, set it up like Mysterio, and uh, he shot a a mirror. Mm -hmm. So then they all go into Horatio's office, and this part pissed both of us off so bad. So Dweeby Bert (laughs) stands in front of everyone, and he gets to do the summation of the episode. Why him? Like, I mean, like, not even, like, in-universe. It's no. like, screw you, man. She's the one who solved the yeah, murder. Yeah, you did nothing, Dweeby but, Bert. Like, but Dweeby Bert. You were her chauffeur. <laughs> yeah. Dweeby Bert, this isn't even your show. No. So even on, like, like a out-of-universe, so, like, mm-hmm. I'm like, why are you taking this moment away from Angela <laughs> Lansbury? And she's just, like, that, like, generous of an actress. She's like, no. You take this one. No, because he's a man. He, I guess. I don't know. So now we get into the plot mm-hmm. of this. And I don't even know if I'll do it just No, it was so convoluted. It was so crazy. So, okay. Firstly, it's involuntary manslaughter. He right. accidentally kills Horatio because they get into a struggle. Because he found out, because what Arnold said about the VP position. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, he promised it to me two years yeah. ago. Horatio lies about you over this. Too. And so he he lied. He so, said, "No, I'm not going to turn you." So VP. after Lori and him had their 
his mm-hmm. their argument, mm-hmm. Phil went into the opposite. They get into like a yeah. shoving match. Yeah. And Phil pushes him mm-hmm. into like this marble statue he just happened. <laughs> yeah. And like, was that a dummy? Because like that looked painful. That looked really painful. That looked like, like over... he like smashed hard on it. Yeah. And yeah. so that's what killed Horatio. Yeah, so instead of, like, calling, you know, the cops or the hospital or whatever, yeah. he's like, oh, they're going to blame me for this murder. Well, yeah, but it was it's accidental. Man's, it's involuntary manslaughter. It was accidental. And, and from what we understand, everybody hates yeah. Horatio. Mm-hmm. Like, Lori could be like, yeah, he was screaming at me earlier, yeah. threatening me earlier. Yeah, so it could so even I be, could totally you could see... even go self-defense with it. Yeah, yeah so I, like, I, as a character mm-hmm. witness, mm-hmm. I could say... It is not above Horatio yeah. to have like assaulted Phil and Phil yeah. to be defending himself. Yeah. And this is an accident. He could have death. claimed a self defense or, you know, it, say it was an accident. But no, but no, no. Screw that. No. He... Screw that. Here's what really happened, Clue fans. <laughs> and it's absurd. <laughs> so he gets into his ninja gear. Yes, he does actually. He does. He changes into his ninja gear. Which is this black sweater that he can pull over his head so he can, like, like, disappear into the darkness. He looks like Bruce Wayne. (laughs) (laughs) And somehow he makes it to where the call forwarding is going to show up on his phone, even though he's actually inside Horatio's office. Yes, he sets up. But cuts the lights on both phones, in the secretary's office and in Horatio's office. (laughs) No, no, the lights work in... No, second. no, they don't. He had to pop one off. Well, yeah, he so does. that okay. the 1998 line yeah. looks like it's not in use. Okay, folks, a little bit about me. <laughs> I've worked in telecommunications before, and I would not know how to like open up a phone and like clip the right wire. Yeah, to, and this to... guy clips the right wire to make sure that the phone doesn't ring. Yeah, but still works. Yes, it still works. It's just <laughs> he just clipped the wire. Yeah. So that so the, that the light phone doesn't, doesn't ring. So it doesn't ring. And then he, he pops the out the light in he, the secretary's office. And it looks like this, like, just to go back, it looks yeah. like just like this, like, motherboard type thing. Yes. All the wires are red. And, and this isn't a time before Google. Now, yeah. <laughs> like, nowadays, you could probably get a YouTube video to be yeah. like, and this is how you disconnect the ringer on a phone. On but, a multi-line, multi-line old phone yeah. <laughs> from the 80s. <laughs> on your multi-line Nortel phone, you, you know, yes. you just take out your cuticle scissors I, uh, and you snip this red wire. Not the other 10 red wires. Yeah. This specific one. Very confusing. Very confusing. So he does that. Yes. So then he... Now, this is gruesome. Yeah. Then he take. Oh, he runs out of the office, grabs his gun from his office. Yes. So now he has a gun that's registered to him. Yeah. Brings it back into the office, mm-hmm. lays Horatio gently on the desk, how he's going to be found. <laughs> yeah. Presses the gun against his head. Yeah. Fires, fires the, gun, the gun. Puts it in his hand. Yeah. And then locks the door. Mm-hmm. That's when Ned and the other security guard hear the gunshot. Mm-hmm. They make a call to him because... Apparently, he's the first call. I'm not even going to call the cops. I heard a gunshot in this building. Well, because the door has been barricaded. Oh, and they want permission to break down the door to make sure he's okay. Yes. That that makes sense. Yes. So, they call Phil, who's not the VP, but is effectively... He's apparently (laughs) second in command. He's effectively the VP. He had the phone call forwarded into Horatio's office. So, the phone call to his desk was forwarded into Horatio's office. Yes. He's cut the line so they don't hear the phone ringing. Right. He picks up the phone. He's... 
five feet away from them, they should be able to hear him talking. But they don't. He can hear them, but they can't hear him. Yes, yes. It's a one-way sound wall. And he says, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Get a fire axe. Break yes. down the door. Yeah. And then he, like, pulls up the turtleneck over his face. And hides in the bushes in the office. Like a little so that when, pie the So that when the security guards come in, they're so fixated on this dead body that he can sneak out. Then he takes Wouldn't off his ninja gear. would tripped or something? That'd be great. Then yeah. he takes off his ninja gear, puts it in a bench in the hallway, and then strides in like, oh what? my What's God, going on, what guys? happened? And why did he have to take out the ninja gear anyway? Like, well, who's So this? that he could hide in the bushes. Later on. No. So because it was no, so no, dark no. in that office. Yeah, but screw it. Like like Well, wearing a white should... shirt, you can see it in your peripherals. But no, if no, you're no, wearing no, no. all black in a dark room, nobody's really going to notice you. No, but I mean, I don't understand why he had to take off the black shirt to go see the Because he wasn't again. wearing the black turtleneck all day. He was wearing his white button-up tight shirt. I don't <laughs> understand his logic. Like it really didn't matter. Like, like I have no idea. It's not like they were going to be like and he was wearing a black turtleneck. Murder? Maybe. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like I don't know. It's... I don't know. It was very confusing. But he, yes, he does have, very he, feels, he feels the need to run out of the yeah. office, strip in yeah. the hallway, hide it in the bench, come exactly. back and be like, hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, and he could have gone with a really solid self-defense. Instead, he makes this huge convoluted murder plot, and now he's going to be arrested for manslaughter. And then here, here's what, like, also bothered me about this. Mm-hmm. There's another, hey, folks, I got, I got, I got another issue with this. Right. Phil knows a lot about phones. <laughs> Telephone Phil. F- <laughs> it was twice in one episode, man. Telephone Phil finally got a name from this nice. guy. Telephone Phil. Yeah, knows- but that would have given the plot away. And then yeah. and then we would have our listeners would have been like, God, they both spoiled the episode. Ugh. They're the worst. They're <laughs> That's the what you guys sound like. <laughs> That's what our listeners sound like. They- <laughs> Only our troll listeners, which I don't think we have you know, any we troll have listeners. Great, we have fantastic We have listeners, awesome actually. listeners. We really do. <laughs> All over the world, in fact. <laughs> our international podcast. It is. It's great. You know, we're we have more listeners together. internationally than we do here. <laughs> it's great. I love them all. I think it's amazing. But anyway, Telephone Phil. Huh? huh? No, you're not getting applause for that. <laughs> he knows enough about phones that he should have repaired the wiring. Like, yeah, but I guess... It, and that people were coming in and out of that murder scene all the time. I Jessica guess, was taking her lunch in there. Yeah, that's true. Like, he could have just walked in at any time and, like, rewired Yeah, but it. I guess he thought he was so smart, nobody would look inside the phone. Your hubris never, is your downfall. Hubris. It's at all hubris. times. Yes. He'll never get back to his son to <laughs> Poseidon does not approve. No. No, like, yeah, so... But that was my problem. He should have gone at some point. I mean, like, I don't even think he needed to cut the wire. He probably could have just easily disconnected it. And I if don't you had know. disconnected if you had just disconnected it from like the connection, then like Wait, even, well then the phone wouldn't work. No, I mean I'm talking about the, the the ringer. The thing that he cuts to cut the ringer. I have no idea how old phones work, honey. <laughs> well apparently you use a can and a string. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he he opened at the bottom of the phone. He okay. cut the he cut the ringer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Instead of cutting the ringer, mm-hmm. he could have just disconnected it. You can do that. Sure. Why not? You can do whatever you want with phones. They're amazing <laughs> devices, honey. It's science. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> he could have just disconnected it, and that. Would have been like, so when Jess has her like, aha, I figured Mm -hmm. it out. When she looks, she could be like, well, it could have just been a loose connection too. 
because mm-hmm. he cut it, it made it more obvious that it had been tampered right. with. Like cutting breaks. Right. Yeah. So he should have. You're never as smart as you think you are. Mm. Go back in there. Just double check. People were going in and out. I don't know. Bring he yourself, came up with this on the fly. Bring yourself a sub. He came up with this on the fly. He had like three days afterwards. But yet somehow he also had to figure out where the blackmail files were being kept. And that, requir- Monkey Island and that required a whole... How long Monkey- did he have in there? Because he sorted this out and he had to figure out a lot of stuff. He found out a lot of stuff. Because if he knew he was being blackmailed yeah. or everyone was being blackmailed, mm-hmm. he could have done something about this a long time ago. A long time ago. So like, why why are you hoping for a VP? Yeah. I, guess, I guess we're just figuring out the telephone feels just an unscrupulous person in general. Right, right. He was already kind of... Like he was in on the blackmail. He didn't mind he would have been being skeezy. He would. He would. He didn't mind himself being blackmailed because yeah. he was like, "Well, I don't mind blackmailing." Yeah, because he really likes laying in the mud too. Mm-hmm. But like once it found, once he found out that like, oh, Horatio's not going to give me this mm-hmm. job. We're not going to be boys forever. We're not going to be the new nuts and butts. Or <laughs> like that's when he lost it. Okay. So, so now we get our little epilogue, which we always have to. We always have to have. Mm-hmm. This was crazy to me. So, we're at the airport. Jess is there. For sure. With Lori mm-hmm. and Dweeby Burt. Right. Her niece. Not there at all. Not there. She's staying home niece, with the kids. Her niece and her niece nephew and her niece niece mm-hmm. are not there. No. They're not, they, they don't care. Home. They don't care that Annie Jess they is They stay late. home. Non-blood relative. Yes. And this stranger. Yes. Are the people who see her off. A diehard fan. Jess says to Lori, because mm-hmm. we feel some kind of attachment to Lori. I don't. Because she was in True Grit and she got spanked. <laughs> she says to Lori, I want you to write your book. She's like, well, you know, I'm always so busy and I got this I've got to find a new job. I've got to find and... a new job. And Jess is like, well, Erica, whom we never see again, no, sadly. unfortunately. She paid, because I proved it was murder, she paid me some mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. Here, You know, I want you to have it. She's like, no, 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 you can't give me this money. She's like, no, no, no. I want because you. of how you suffered under her husband. This money is yours. I, I, and, and Jess, like, I don't know how much money she makes, but she's doing well. She's doing very well, apparently. Yeah, you can like donate this. It's a hundred thousand dollars, which I did the inflation calculator. Mm-hmm. It would be two hundred and forty thousand dollars in today's money. That she just is like, I don't need it. Wow. Half quarter mil. That's chump change. Wow. She's going to the clubs making it rain. <laughs> <laughs> so my little thought about this whole like giving Lori money so she could become a writer yeah. is I was like, oh my God, I hope that book's terrible. Yeah, because, uh, because like now. She has no, she has no frame of reference. She's just no. a fan. Yeah. She's like, like some guy goes up to Anne Rice and yeah. is like, hey, Anne Rice, you're my favorite I'm writer. writing a vampire novel. <laughs> and she's like, good for you. And then he writes a vampire novel about like having that sex she, with Yetis. Yeah, that you she know? literally <laughs> pays him to write. And she, she becomes his, her benefactor. <laughs> yeah. She has no idea if Lori can write no. at all. None. She's like, meh, send me a first edition. Signed. <laughs> Signed first edition <laughs> of your your book about mastodon mating. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're going to write. <laughs> the person who wrote it wrote the, the dinosaur sex The dinosaur books. sex books. That's Lori. Lori wrote the dinosaur sex books. <laughs> Thanks, Jess. Thanks for bringing Thanks. that into the world. We needed that. <laughs> Loving a velociraptor. Oh, man, those books. And then Jess, she, she hands this envelope mm-hmm. over. She, so Lori doesn't know how much money it is. Jess goes to, like, the terminal. Stops. Right. Turns. So it's, she's not completely she altruistic. She wants to watch the she reaction. She feeds off the reaction. Yeah. She's like, 
like I don't want to call her succubus because there's like a huh. negative connotations. Yeah. She like feeds on that emotion. Yeah. She like it's like I don't want the money, but I want I want to see your reaction mm-hmm. to the money. I want you to marvel my benevolence. <laughs> and she opens up and basically has a heart attack. Yeah. And Dweeby Bert's like, oh my god, congratulations, Lori, this person I have no connection to. None. You're not my wife. No. I. You're not my friend. No. You're nobody to me. But here, <laughs> let me give you a hug and a kiss. Cause great. And, and I was also like, don't you think that Dweeby Bert and mm-hmm. her niece might have wanted that money? They, yeah, that's what I was thinking. They, they I was like... Her, in just to fix the bicycle clip on their kid's bike. <laughs> they need yeah, some money. If they're busy fixing a bike, yeah. they need some money. Yeah, they need to get their like yeah. retired aunt <laughs> to oh come goodness. in and fix the chain on a bike, man. Like maybe maybe you don't give Lori the full hundred thou. Maybe but you, she does. Maybe give her like Fifty, or and, you could have taken Erica's advice and given it to orphanage. Oh my God! Yeah, uh, yeah, because Erica's when she denies it, Erica's yeah. like, she's like, I don't care what you do with the money, give it to freaking orphans. I don't care. Yeah, they need it. They need it. And Jessica's like, No, I need to hear those dinosaur <laughs> porn books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dinosaur now on Audible. No, on Audible. You know, it probably is. So, anyway, uh, and that's it. Wrapped up in bow, she feeds on the emotion, and she mm-hmm. flies away. So, the end. how did you feel about this episode? Should I lie down on a couch and tell you all my feelings? Tell me all your feelings so I can feed <laughs> off of them and gain your, my strength. I thought it was fun. It's Absolutely funny. absurd. I, I really don't understand convoluted murders. The, the, what I notice about, like, these shows, I agree mm-hmm. with you. I think it was a fun episode. Yeah. What I realize about these shows is, like, they're just a house of cards. They really are. Like, while you're watching them, you don't really think too much about, like, all, like, the, mm-hmm. the stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's all smoke and mirrors, really. Mm-hmm. Neil's sure. Highlander is, like, writing these things. Because <laughs> you said while we were watching mm-hmm. the episode, you're like, it's involuntary manslaughter, dude. Yeah. You didn't have to do any of this. No. You got away scot-free, and you would have been logically the next person in line. Yeah. To every everything is in your favor mm-hmm. in this situation. But now you've made it a thousand times worse. Yeah. And, okay, now maybe I do have a problem. Maybe this show outsmarted me. Why does she kill Michael Ironside? Oh, he kills Michael Ironside because um, yes, he why? was the only one who knew what the real blackmail a about him was. Look. Uh, that was the thing that I was like, no, pin it for later. Uh, because Phil's real blackmail was not, oh, he dodged the draft. Dra- oh, right. He had replaced it. Was it was actually something really bad. He had replaced it mm-hmm. in the the list yeah. to make it look not so bad. So, okay. Yeah. So we know Telephone Phil, mm-hmm. you know, has been like up to telemarketing. Tele- oh, yeah. Telephony. He's a telephony. He's a telephony. <laughs> so he was into some corrupt stuff. Yeah. But we never find out what that is. No, we don't. No. It's not necessary. It's not I really guess. necessary. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess, like, in the grand scheme. I mean, he's going in for murder now. Like, yeah. Two uh, counts because he also killed Michael Ironsides in cold blood. Well, that was not an accident. That was premeditated. And, and then he tries killing kill Jessica. Jessica. Like, and people were there to witness him pull the trigger. Yeah. So. It's bad. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot worse yeah. than an accidental shove into a, a column. Right. Or a bust of whatever it was, St. Trinidad. St. <laughs> Trinidad. I don't know the saints' names. <laughs> so, yeah, I agree with you. It was a good episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have anything really funny to say here. So I'm just going to mm-hmm. go ahead and tell you that if you want to reach us, you can get us on Twitter, mm-hmm. 
at Magnum She Wrote. Mm-hmm. You can get us on email, magnumshewrote at gmail.com. Wow, you've gotten so good. It only so, took 19 times. 19 times. <laughs> and I finally got it. I probably said something wrong. And I'm kind of like, probably. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, oh, we'll be back with Magnum. Uh, Magnum P.I. Yeah. I was going to say Magnum She Wrote. <laughs> we'll be back with Magnum She Wrote. We'll be back with another episode what? of Magnum She Wrote next week. Just hope you guys all have a wonderful week. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's it. We love you. Oh, I have to say it too. You're supposed to say it all the time. You're, supposed, uh, you're not supposed to say it. You're yeah, supposed to I feel, feel it. <laughs> I feel sort of forced into this. So why don't you try your seduction on me before I cry rape? <laughs> Oh, God. All right. <laughs> Love ya. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Bye. God, that's the worst line.